0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys from Copenhagen.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Coffee and powered by Sustain Media Group. I am your host, Chris, and today I'm joined by an all-star cast, an all-star cast of Coffin contributors. I've got Glam, I've got Ellis, and I've got Annick. Boys, how are you doing today? Good, man. Better, better, better. Yeah,
2: all doing good. Thanks.
0: you well.
2: All, all as well. Bro. All as well. Lovely
1: stuff. Um, it might have been. It might have been the actual deadline day yesterday, um, and we've got a new sign to announce here at Copa and Fracas as well. And rejoin us on a permanent transfer, we have Peter. Peter, how are you doing, man? It's good to have you back.
3: Yeah, I'm good, man. I, I have gone go on long quickly, learn my trade elsewhere. Obviously, you know what I'm saying? I'm back now, back and better. So, yeah, man, good to go.
1: We need we need Minamino to follow your, your lead, good sir. That's well, what we need to do. Right. <laughs> of course, um, if you're watching us on YouTube, please, please do um, hit like and subscribe to the Touchline Fracas YouTube channel. It would be a massive appreciation. You can find all of the video content from us here at Carpe and Fracas on this channel. And of course, you can find all the content from the other club parts, Chessy Hour, Mugger, uh, Hotspurs, uh, all of them. You can find them all on, the, on this channel. And it's, um, it's, all, it's all free as well. That's the great thing about it. You get live... Unstopped content all for free. Um, and if you are feeling for a little bit more cop and fracas content, and we have been, we have been hot with the content this last January and this February. My word, we've been hot with the content. Then please do head over to our Patreon page. It is www.patreon.com forward slash cop and fracas. As from as little as three pound a month, you can get access to a wealth of cop and fracas content exclusive. To only our Patreon subscribers. If you are a Patreon subscriber, you only get access to this. No one else does. No one else in the planning gets access to it. Only our Patreon subscribers, and um, we appreciate all the support that you do for us. Um, but without further ado, let's get into the pod. And it's been it's been a long old uh, long old week since we last chatted, gents. Um, I want to rewind a little bit and go back to the uh, the, the win against Spurs. So. We were coming off the defeat against Manchester United in the FA Cup and we had a fairly tough away trip to Tottenham Hotspur. Um, And we came out emphatically with the win. Um, Glam, I'll come to you. The barren streak is over. The winless streak is over. And more importantly, the goalless drought is over as well. How are you feeling coming away from that Spurs win first and foremost before we kind of go into West Ham? Um, I'll
0: be honest, obviously going into the Spurs game, form wasn't... um... Well, form was shit, I suppose. The form was shit. Um, I'll be honest with you, I did expect us to um, rise to the occasion. For some reason, obviously, we were to, rise to the occasion, bigger games. I know Man United, we drew 0-0. But, you know, we, we, we did start the game well. Um, but with the first game, I was confident. I was confident at least a minimum to get a draw. But um, now the guys come through, man. I was happy. I was, I was ecstatic, I can't lie. And how the game went as well, and how we played. You know what I mean, we pretty much played them off the park, man. I know they had a goal chalked off, while, but other than that, we, we it was good, man. It Was very good, very impressed.
1: We'll talk about um, goals being chalked off a little bit, a little bit shortly because we had a perfectly fantastic one chalked off as well. Um, Els, I'll come, to, I'll come to you. Um... Glam made a really good point. I think the way that we played in this game, uh, coming off the back of how we played in the United game, being a bit more with, with, a, with a pump in our staff and a little bit more confidence in how we attack and how we were going forward. Um, I just want to talk about the performance of the front three in that game and Gents, and feel free to pop in uh, after, after Ellis has finished his points. They were absolutely, all three of them, were absolutely phenomenal in that game against Tottenham, weren't they?
4: Yeah, they were back to what we know them to do they were very fluid. Um what I really I really enjoyed Bobby's Bobby's display. He was the Bobby of old, dropping in between the lines. Um his holder play was brilliant. He was linking people well together. Salah and Mane Salah and Mane were linking up well. Um I was pretty I was pretty upset with Mane at the beginning but then once he settled down and became more effective in that final third he was just electric. He had Doherty. On ropes at all times. Um, Salah was doing what he does. We're trying to get him behind. He was strong. Um, so yeah, it's like they just clicked. I, think, I don't know what happened to them, but they just clicked, and it was lovely to see, man. And, and hopefully it continues on towards um, the end of the season. Obviously, we'll talk about the West Ham game. But yeah, it, it, I think we saw we saw sparks of it against Man United in FA Cup. Yep. And we saw we saw that coming coming through, um obviously with Bobby and with with Mo, they looked a bit more lively than what they had been in the previous month. So um the the signs were there and, and against Spurs they just ripped up the, the back line apart. They couldn't handle him. We were too strong for them, too quick. We just had too much invention. That's it's it's always lovely to see man.
1: No, I completely agree. Um Alec, I'll come to you on the same point as well. Um you know, one of the things we have been kind of discussing is this synergy between the front three and how it hasn't really been clicking in, in the past past six weeks or so, realistically, uh, after kind of coming off that Palace game. How would you feel about all of their collective performance? Because I want to kind of piggyback off something Ellis said as well in terms of, we were all fairly frustrated with Mane's performance in the first half, but the encouraging sign was, you could see him getting in the good positions. You could see where he was influencing the game. Um, but yeah, how do you feel about the foot, their free collective um performance in that game as well
2: yeah so obviously I've been quite vocal especially in the group chat about the front three and how they've been playing up till then but I can't say anything bad about them you know Mane was just at his best against Spurs fair enough those first two chances he missed but I told you guys he's got the gold strike back in his hair he is going to be back (laughs) and he was he was firing on all fronts he was involved in all the goals he was involved even in Salah's disallowed yeah, he was also involved in Salah's disallowed goal. So Mane, obviously, I can't knock him. He he played fantastic. Bobby, you know, he got his goal. He was running the channels. Good to see that he, obviously, when we come on to West Ham, good to see he had a rest then and came on and made an impact. But And, and Salah as well, you know, I saw him moving around, not always pigeonholed on that right-hand side. He was moving around. He was getting involved. You know, overall, as long as the front three are scoring, I'm happy. As long as we're scoring, I'm happy, and 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 that's what I saw from them. I think the glimpses were there against United in the FA Cup game. We could see that a lot more was happening in in the business end of the pitch, and for me, it was really good just to see us firing all fronts and 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 packing in Tottenham the way we did.
1: Packed them in rightly as well. I think that's the, the, yeah. the best way to put it. I mean, played them at the par. I mean, bar a um, a Floyd Heubier- a, a fantastic strike even though that was pretty um pretty avoidable. But we'll we will not talk about that. We'll only talk about the good today. I mean we're in a we all in very good moods, we're only gonna talk about the good today. Um I, I've never seen a game where um we've I, I didn't know the front three all had dogs by the way. They they were having lads on leash and taking them for walks <laughs> for the entire game. I mean Bobby was taking his Eric Dyer for a walk and um and, and Mo was taking a few lads for a walk as well. So it's just it's just it's just fantastic to see. I uh, think- and Peter i come I was
3: just going to add, um, I think the key thing with, well, the thing, the thing I took out of the game was um, just moving Genie into the six and then Thiago into the eight. So I feel like that helped us a lot so much more. Just so in terms of obviously, Thiago's then able to be closer to the front three and supply them a lot quicker with balls than like incision. And then with Genie, obviously, the way he plays with us, he's a lot more um, conservative and he's a lot more like he doesn't really express himself as much. So I think the best place for him to do that you don't look for your six to express themselves you know i 'm saying you don 't look for your six to play these mad balls you just look for a six to break it down just to be simple and putting Gini in a six he's able to be a six and be simple and not get any criticism for it and also we know how press resistant he is and yep. putting someone who's press resistant in the six yes that 's what we need
1: completely agree um let 's have talk about that because obviously. We've made some adjustments and changes to midfield. Um, you know, like Peter said, in the past two games, we've dropped Wine Alden back into six. I'm not too sure why it took that long to, for uh, for the coaches to have to realise that he's a better <laughs> player when he plays in the six uh, than he is in the in the number eight role that he has um, occupied. And um, Thiago has been in the left has been on the left hand side. We um, with the played the four four two diamond, which I thought worked quite well in the first half against West Ham. Um, He's been 10, 15 yards further up the pitch, which, I mean, that's, that's done the world of good. And he's been able to kind of uh, break down defenses and just be vintage Thiago. And, of course, the introduction of one, if, if this player was a fine wine, the James Milner vintage would be a timeless classic. That The way that this guy, at, at the age he is... Um, it's just so physically fit and the way he just goes by the pitch. Uh, These three lads have just added a little bit of oomph to the midfield and that change has been so adamant about how we want to do the style of play. And Graham, I'll come back to you on this. How have you felt about that midfield? And it's, it's kind of irking back to not not the Brexit midfield because there's a lot more class and there's a lot more savantness about it but yeah. it's got it's got the classiness and it's also got the workload that you need from a Liverpool midfield to be that engine so how have you felt about that setup in the past two games?
0: Um, well I'm, first of all I want to say I, I've been massively impressed with James Milner um, not only obviously in terms of his um, presence on a pitch he's um, in behind runs like it's, he's been making runs in behind that I didn't think He'll be doing, and he's taking the initiative, and I just think obviously him coming into the team, I think it's gone back to the old cliché where you know you're not doing well, let's go back to basics, and you know as um Peter said, Genie back in a six, and I'll be honest with you, I'm I haven't been massively impressed with Thiago because you know I know he's got quality, but um the defensive side of the game I was um not quite happy with obviously the recent game, so him playing further forward. It showed, obviously, his qualities and, obviously, his um, link-up play. So, yeah, no, nah, um, that midfield three has actually worked. It's actually worked, so I've been happy for that. But, yeah, um, there's a touch <laughs> from the, when Milner was coming off. That was classic. That was classic because even at the age he is now, he's pissed off that he's coming off the pitch. you know what I mean? It just, just shows his hunger for the team. Um, you know, but, obviously, when he was scored, he's seen an, um funny side to it. But, no, nah, um, I'll put those three in for the next game, definitely.
3: Also, I think the thing with Milner as well, in a time mm. like where um, we've got, we have a goal drought and we have like we're not bad on our form, so these comments are making everyone laugh. But yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> these are everyone, But yeah, in a time where um, we're in a bad run of form and we haven't won in so long, it's, it's, it's cr- crucial that we put our leaders in the team. So people yeah. like Henderson, people like Milner, yeah. are so surprised that when we end the drought, these men are in the team because these men they've seen it all before, they've been there their leaders, you know what I'm saying? So it's crucial that we had more than a team in such a bad job and he can stand up and he can take responsibility and he can yeah.
1: Nah, no, love it. Uh, one thing I wanna kinda of just touch on before we kind of end the discussion about the Spurs game is uh is the salad disallow disallow goal. Um as farcical as it was, because it hit Eric Dyer's hand first, and Dyer was basically just trying to touch a touch it all upon Firmino um, like he was securing a wine in the grave, which was weird. Yeah, I don't think um, I, I don't think you'd heard of a social distancing, which is which is odd. No. Um, <laughs> that, that move for the goal. Might be one of the best moves I've ever seen because the finish from Salah was absolutely unreal. Emphatic,
4: man. Um, yeah, before anyone... Call, I'll oh, go, yeah, I'll, yeah I'll, I really enjoyed that goal. Um, I think that's when Thiago came back on. He got his head wrapped up. Then I was like... I don't know who gave it in to Salah, but he flicked... No, he gave it to It was Bobby. Mane,
2: Ellis. Ellis, it was Mane. Wait,
4: well, I gave it to Bobby? I'm... No, no. I, th- I, was, I thought you meant who gave it to Salah. No, no, no. It was the first move when Bobby's held it up. Yeah, he's yeah, given it to Thiago. Thiago, first time he's giving it to Mane. Mane found a great pass into into Salah, and you know we're talking about the synergy we had not seen that in the whole of January. So um, that that was really good for them linking up. So yeah, the the goal was the goal was a brilliant goal, man. Obviously, ref, I'm not too sure what he was on. It's hit Dyer's hand, then it hits Bobby's hand, and Dyer's all holding up on him. Surely. You, you give you give us the foul, but it is what it is, man. that was that was a terrific goal, and and it just shows how we're getting back to where we're usually supposed to be, man.
0: Yeah, that's because wild wow, shit, bro. How can you not give a foul? Man was getting dragged up like he had been brought to court, and you, and you don't give a foul. It's, it's pathetic, bro. It's pathetic. Raw <laughs> wow, shit, by the way. I hope that hashtags as well, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I loved I love Glam because if you're watching this on, um, on on Twitter on Periscope and of course on YouTube, you saw the, the seriousness in Glam's face as he uttered that statement because uh, he's our like Glam and we wouldn't have in any other way, man. We appreciate him so much. <laughs> let's, uh, let's let's move on to the other game that we played in London um, at the London Stadium, um, coming off the back of that three-one win to only run out with another three-one win. Bloody hell. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask you all a quick question before we kind of talk about the game, um, and this this is an open question, open forum question. Do we legally own the city of London? Because this season we we've, we've walked into every single stadium and and not been beaten. So by by proxy, Liverpool Football Club own the city of
2: London. <laughs> We're taking over. That's what it is, mate. We're taking over.
0: Yeah, we have. Yeah, was, yeah, West, um, we own the league, man. We own the league. So any London club in the league, you're owned anyway, man. Do you know what I mean? Right. But yeah, no, definitely going to... Um, you, West Ham are not a bad team, I'll be honest with you.
1: Yeah, agreed. And,
0: you know, going into the game, I was worried about Antonio roughing us up. Um, So to come away with that game, 3-1. Should have been 3-0 to be honest with you. But yeah, no. 100% man. We own London, man. We own London. Can't wait to visit back. Even though I live here, though. You know what I mean? Talk about the team.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fantastic um, yeah I mean I, yeah I want to take back of what gum said there I was Antonio I wasn't scared of per se it was more the fact that it, it, they're, they're a big they're a big team aren't they? physically they are they are imposing you've got Kufal who's like you know some form of Bloody Czechoslovakian bodybuilder at right back. Um, you've got Sucek, who is the modern day reincarnation of bloody Tim Cahill and Marouane Fellaini. Uh, you have got Declan Rice, Basmati. Uh, they're just they're just big lads, big lads. And if there's one thing that we're vulnerable to at the moment, it's it's set pieces. Um, so I just want to kind of like before we talk into that game, rotated lineup. Uh, Mane out of the knock. Uh, Bobby Bobby on the bench, and we saw the inclusion of um, Joun Shariri. And big div, Divock Origi. Um, Anik, I'll come to you um, for this bit. We, we talked about this a little bit on the post-match reaction pod that we did as a patron exclusive uh, over the weekend. How did you feel when that team sheet came out? Because I think we all kind of saw, I, I know yourself, you probably saw shakiri on the team sheet and was like, get in. Um, the rest of us kind of saw Rigi and was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I can't, I can't be asked with this. What was your initial reaction when you saw that team sheet as it first came out?
2: So my initial reaction when I saw the team sheet, I was like, where's Mane? What's happened to Mane? I need Mane to be playing in this game. But then when I saw Shakiri in, I was like, oh, God, these guys are going to slate me because I don't think Shakiri's is going to have a good game today. Because I just looked like on paper, you know, West Ham were fourth at the time. And I was like, man, this ain't going to work out for us. Like, I, I, I really, really was worrying when I looked at that lineup with Origi and Shakiri included. As well as looking at the other names on the team sheet, I realised more than likely this is going to be a 4-3-3 with those two up top. With Salah, is it going to work? Um, so yeah, I was pretty worried um, initially looking at the lineup.
1: Yeah, it was it was a bit of a weird one. Um, Peter, I'll come to you. Kind of, kind of same question. How did you feel when the lineup re- really came out?
3: Um, yeah, I was initially I was a bit I a little bit worried because just one of them things where. The last time a region Shagiri started, obviously that was um, Burnley game where we lost. So and we didn't create much then. So obviously I was just thinking like, yeah, I don't know what what to, what to really expect. You don't really know, but yeah. So and obviously West Ham were in good form. I th- I don't think there was they went on a run of games. I don't know. I can't. I'm not sure what the run is, but they were on a run of games and uh, yeah, the boys came through and end. So.
1: No, I completely agree. Um, the first forty-five minutes of the game. We played it in a real controlled nature. Um, I kind of simil- similarly to well compared it to to a bit of a boxing match. You know, we kind of fe- we kind of um, threw a few jabs at West Ham, kind of felt them out, found out what their shapes about, where they were vulnerable. I think we did a really good job in the first half. And, and Glam, I'll come to you. This controlled nature of how we're kind of going about games at the moment. Would you like to see this continuously being replicated, albeit with maybe a goal in that period as well?
3: Yeah, that's
0: um, spot on. Um, adding a goal to the um, pressure and the possession that we have will make it even um, much more um, easier for us because, obviously, we've had this with West Brom game, you know, yeah. dominated, dominate, dominated, 1-0 up until, what, the 70-odd minute, and then they get a goal, sucker punch, and then start kicking, you know what I mean? And um other game for gone Newcastle. And I said it even on Sunday, when it was nil nil going into half-time, um, I said, the longer this goes on, the more it will creep in again, the where they'll they'll get more confidence. I remember Thiago gave a free kick on the side of the um, um on the side of our box, and I was like, oh, this is what they come to do. This is what they come to do." But um, yeah, if we can add a goal and that sustained pressure, then life would just be much easier because I think we'll start going on routes like we used to do. But when it's obviously nil, 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 nil kicking in, when we score that goal, it's like a relief to say, "Yes, it's got a goal. Let's go on." But yeah, no, I need to add something then in the final third to definitely fit, um, get this um, team's um, scoring goals. But yeah, no. Um, what I will say is, though, even, I think we're missing somebody. I know I playing there now. But we're missing something. And I, you guys might see it, but I don't know what it is. But we're missing something Why we're not finishing these chances. Uh, I can't, I've been watching games after, after, after. I, I don't know what it is. I can't see it, but there's something missing there that we need to discover.
2: So well, I, think I think on that point, Blam, that you mentioned, yeah. I think it's worthwhile in the second half, considering the way Salah scored the first goal. It's Obviously, I've been very vocal in the chat about the front three doing more instead of heavily relying on the wingers to spam in crosses, not the wingers, the full spamming in crosses, yeah. trying to overplay the ball. What I wanted was a bit of movement between them, a moment of magic, individual brilliance. And to be yeah. honest, with Salah's goal, There's no doubt about it. That's what we saw with the first goal.
0: Like,
4: Crestwell
2: had no idea what he was doing. Dawson, I don't know what they were doing in the box. And the way he just wrapped it around, (laughs) it was that moment of brilliance and it completely changed the game. I have have nothing but good things to say about him from that game. It was fantastic.
0: No, I agree. I agree. I agree. And um, I mean, I got a record and say, Kelsey, these guys in the group know how I talk about Salah. But the way he took his goals, you know, we can work on a work rate. We can. Like we can come to some agreement. We can work on our work rate, but is 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 quality that he showed when he's finishing was the seller for a of old man, and that's all I ask. I don't care if you're not involved in a game for like 80 minutes. When a good wall comes to and you take it. That's happy days. But now he took his goal well, man. He took his goal fantastic. He had a good game. Well done.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the bit. That's one of the big things that we've um that we've missed with Mosala really, kind of having that ruthless aggression. Um, and I think I think I said it a few weeks ago. When you're the team's best player, the onus is on you to kind of take the ball, drive it, and just consistently keep asking the point. And in these two games, I think we've definitely seen that from Salah. We've seen that control digression, and we've seen him, we've just seen him kind of take over games. I also think that's also aided by Trent kind of. He's still playing a little bit withdrawn, for my opinion, but we're seeing him getting the right and we're seeing him getting that confidence back. And it's just it's so great to see that we've got that right hand side of the pitch, which is possibly one of the one of the deadliest right-hand sides in world football back back-back really. Um I want to come back to you guys on what we discussed a little bit earlier on in terms of um Shakiri and Origi mainly in the first half because me I, I'm a little bit impatient especially when I see Milner making the runs that Shakiri was supposed we should have been making in the first half and when I see Divock kind of he 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 was doing he was doing right he was doing okay and in the moment I was probably a little bit harsh on him for probably not having the right amount of aggression throwing his weight around a little bit but when I watched the game back, Origi's more, more in the first half. I think Shaq came more alive in the second half. He kind of took the whole "I'm the best player on the pitch" thing a little bit too seriously as we'll yeah. We'll um, we'll discuss a little bit later on, but I think Origi, when I watched the game back, I could see how I was a little bit too harsh on him because he was doing all the things he had to do and he was doing the things where we knew it was going to be a physical game with West Ham. We knew we were going to have to throw a body belt. And he was getting some good chances and when I looked it back, the one shot he had where it hit the side of the net but you ha- you saw the venom that was in that shot. You saw the aggression that was in that shot. That's the type of things I want from Divock Origi. Um, and Els, I'll come I'll come to you on this. In terms of obviously what, the points I've just made, how did you feel about their respective performances in that first 45 minutes?
4: Um... In the first, I thought Divock played better against Burnley in the first 45 than against West Ham. Sometimes Divock, like I'm a fan of him because he has all the attributes. He's um he's quick, he's big, he's got a good touch, he's got good feet. But um, is that sometimes in the game you just want him to? Be a bit more enthusiastic, like you see the way Mane runs around and that he's always looking to press and he's always looking to force something, even if he hasn't got on the ball, he's looking to force a mistake. You want that a bit from devok and um sometimes with devok it's not there. And to be fair to him, he's he's more of a natural number nine. He's a big big lad who you can <laughs> it's funny because to us he's a more of a natural number nine, but to him he feels like it's here in it. So he wants to pull out wide, he wants to do a yeah he wants to do a step over and all of that. And to be fair to him, he's got it in his locker, but we want him just to like if if he's playing with Mane and Salah, get in a box, disrupt the centre backs, make space for the for the two wide men. And that way that way you'll be more effective. Um yeah, in that first half he had done okay. He had done okay, man. He done what he had to do. Uh he had two chances, I think one first I think first minute he hit it, flashed it wide, and the, the second chance he had is when he was on his right side and he's just that's not really wide. But in all in you know, all, I mean, he done alright. He done okay. He done okay. You can't really be too harsh on him.
3: Yeah, I just wanted to touch on that point that Ellis said. Like that's so true. Like the way he doesn't play like he looks. Like I'm not he doesn't play like his physical attributes, if that makes sense. So it's like, like bro, like you're so like you're you're strong. You're quick. Like use your body a lot more than you should. Like but with him, he wanted to feet. He wants to dribble past man. He wants to like. It's like bro, like use your like. It's like. I think he's gonna he's gonna get to an age where he's gonna click and black. It's kind of like how Giroud, at one point Giroud when he first came to Arsenal, he was like not using his body enough I and mean, people were frustrated the way he used to like do like loads of flicks and do those. And then like I think he just click for um, Giroud where he started using his body, started being a physical presence, stuff like that. And yeah, I think we just want a bit more of that from Giroud Like it's it's a thing where like we just want you to like use your physical attributes a lot more because if he does, he'll be a nightmare for defenders, man. he will honestly be a nightmare because he's he's I think he's got it all in terms of like. I think he's quite a good finisher. I think he's quick. He's got like a little, he can get past players, but it's just like, yeah, it just needs to click for him. He's a weird one of him. And like, he's, it's good for us because he's another option uh, to our players that really have. But it's yes. just, yeah, yeah. He's, he's just he's just a curious case, man.
1: The curious case of Divock Origi, the best-selling children's novel, coming yeah, soon. Yeah, I'll, so- I'll, I'll just quickly
0: touch on the, while we're talking about Divock. I'll be honest with you, I, I did like him when he first came. Yeah, but I honest, guys. I, He's got a goal, bruv. He's, 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 <laughs> not, he's, not, it. He, he's not it. i will be real, like I don't know how we're loaning out Minamino, and we still got this guy on our box. I'll be honest to you, like his attributes is he's got top attribute. He's got Mikel Antonio. Look at Mikel Antonio how he uses attribute for West Ham. He's not a striker, but he Max. uses it to his, to his strengths, and it right. works. Yeah. This guy, he's, he's more talented than um, Mikel Antonio. But right. like, you you think he come from nothing on Forest? I was, I've had enough of it, bro. And I, I, I I'm done with him, bro. I'll be real. I'm yeah, done right. with him. Right. Not to say I mean I know he's giving all praises and that, but fuck him, man. I'm done with
1: him, man. That's fair. <laughs> I, you, saying, I can, I, you know what? I can I completely get it. I mean, when you have a player for almost what is it? Five years. Five six years. I think he's six. 5th or 6th season now, yeah, and um, he hasn't kicked on to the promise he showed. That World Cup is seven years ago now.
3: Do you guys think, yeah, with Reed, do you think he doesn't really integrate himself with the team or stuff like that? Because, like, with him, I never see him, like, with anyone. I never see him, like... He's, got, he's, got, he's been there the longest. He's been there since, like, James Milner. <laughs> and no one seems to be close with him. No one seems to be, like... No one has a relationship with him. Like, even on the pitch, no one knows where he's going to run. Like... They <laughs> don't know where he's gonna run. He's
2: just kind of like, dude, he's I, I, I think, I, I think the thing with Div is that I just expect him to score when I least. No, he he scores when I least expect him to. Like he scores yeah. in, like that goal against Barcelona. Like he puts it into the most, in the one area of the net that's virtually impossible to get to. He scores <laughs> in the Champions League final. Uh, he scored the goal against Everton. Like it's when you least expect him to score. Yet yeah, when he's in one on one. You're thinking, okay, this guy's going to put it away against Burnley, and then no, he doesn't. He doesn't score. So I think the thing about him is just he just he just doesn't he scores when you least expect him to, and that's probably the most frustrating thing about him. I'm probably with Glam to be honest with you. I think it's probably time for him to. To be yeah, fair to him,
4: like, because you know, like Glam said, we loaned out Minamino, but we kept him, and and he's got physical attributes. I mean, like how tall is he? What six two? I think it, uh, against West Ham. Everybody was like, oh, why is he playing and why is Minamino playing? But then, when you look at the he set pieces, he can defend well and and like we say, he's got everything. It's just about the application. I remember Klopp coming in and said that um, they're going to have, quote-unquote, a bit of fun with Divok because he was the full package and it was someone that Dortmund were looking to buy. So, I think that player is still there. It's just a thing where he needs to go to a team that can play and build the team around him like, in January, we expected him to go to Wolves because Wolves were like crying out for a central centre forward like Devok, and they didn't come for him. So he still got a chance to, to play all season and to show us what he's about. I mean, if he starts scoring goals, everybody will be happy.
5: See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated, member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limit apply. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and I think as I'm saying, He's not shit. He's not a poor player. But you're right. I just think no. that. I, I just think that obviously um, he needs a club where Jamie De will play for him. I just don't think we're it because even on, even against West Ham, I expect him to play through the middle. There's a lot of interchange in Ghana, whether that's club idea or whether that the players themselves. But I want to see him centrally. I wanted to see him be aggressive with Dawson. Do you know what I mean? And we didn't get that. But he did do his job in terms of work rate and playing for the team. He done his job in that sense.
1: Yeah, I think the frustrating thing for me with Debach in that first half, uh, especially, was he was getting in all the right positions. And, and like I said earlier on, you can't kind of even have that aggression and that kind of. That, that chomping at the bit to kind of push on mm. a little bit and use, use, his, use his body a bit more. But again, rewatching the game back, I think I was a little bit harsh on him at the time. Um, second half was absolutely blistering football from Liverpool Football Club. Um, and I am very, very blessed that I'm able to talk about this with you guys. Um, James, James Milner comes off, has a little bit of a tiff with, with Jurgen Klopp. Um, I, I know. I know. We've all probably seen the video. One of the funniest things I've seen uh, this this season so far, where there's not been that much to laugh about. Um, Curtis Jones comes on. Um, he's on the he's on the field for about what 10, 15 seconds. Um, you know, get, <laughs> breaks forward, finds Salah. Salah squares up Crestwell, just something fierce. Squares it onto his left foot, and bang, far corner, pinpoint precision, and we go one nil up. I want to talk about Mohamed Salah, and I want to talk about Mohamed Salah in the fact that I genuinely think he might be the most, not only the most underrated Liverpool player, even though what he does is just unfathomable, he does it, He does does most of the time he does it week in, week out, recent memory not so much, but this guy is just, he's something, and I want to share a stat with you, I want to share two stats with you first and foremost, Mohamed Salah is the first Liverpool player to score 20-plus goals in all competitions in four consecutive seasons for Liverpool since Ian Rush did so in the 80s. This guy is just absolutely something else. And his GA for this season. He's getting a goal assist every 90 minutes. So he's having some form of goal-scoring action um, (laughs) within, within every game. When we talk about this guy, you put respect on this man's name. He is King ah. Salah for a reason. And Elves, ah. I'm going to come to you to continue the spitting the hot bars. This is Santana's town, man. You are Joel
0: <laughs> Go on, ah, my ah, bro. Ah, ah, ah.
4: Listen, <laughs> I told Glam, innit? I told Glam, understand when you talk about him, respect him. Yeah, me like Um, Obviously, he has his flaws, but who's not flawed? But when it comes to that 18-yard box, he knows what he's doing. And his show for the last four seasons... Um, we haven't had a forward since probably Suarez who 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 every game you look to like do something. And even when he's like it's mad because in, in, in January, what five games he didn't score but then he still got like the most goals in the league. It's absolutely incredible and he's just his desire to just be the best. And sometimes what Glam says he doesn't pass, but it's just that desire to just be the best, to be the man in, in the town and to carry this carry the Liverpool team on his shoulders and we have to just respect it man we just have to respect it I mean look, there hasn't been a forward better than him probably in the last what five seasons uh-huh. Kane Kane um, who else are we talking about Kane,
0: Kane? no way no oh, way like, see what I'm saying not even Kane oh, then so <sighs> he, he's just he's
4: just incredible man he's, and like I was saying in the group chat to it's so hard to like replace his goals, and just to replace oh. his attacking ability is, it's it's oh. too hard. To, them them type of players cost 200 million, 150, 200 million and to have a player like that in our team, man, man have to respect it from. Mm.
3: Uh, let me let catch him in before. Um, glam rules <laughs> for glam rules, our party. I don't know. glam's gonna come in, <laughs> glam's
0: gonna
3: come in and shoot up. Party, let me let me let me let me come in and get a look of wine before he shoots up the party. But yeah, um, just I'm just glad. Like, I think people, when they sell when they say we should sell Salah like, I always to think, like what, like, what are you guys smoking? Like, do you guys want us to, to go back to the days of Max Rodriguez when our top goal scorer and stuff like that? Like. Honestly, like this guy is a superstar. We have a superstar on our hands, like, and we're lucky to have one. Like, when we have these type of games where, um, like, clutch moments, we have someone that we can look to and be like, okay, like, at least Man's got Salah on the pitch. I know something can always happen in these moments. Like, team is fair us because we have Salah. We're able. Our global reach is much more because we have Salah. Like, even look at the World Cup. Who who would they who were they Cameron to see? Who every time Mo Salah touched the ball. These guys were screaming like <laughs> they were they were screaming like this guy <laughs> he's our superstar man and like these are these are the type of players you want. They elevate our club and we they put their our club on their backs man like you can't you can't you not you have to respect the king man I'll be honest. Glad do you wanna <laughs> <have> <laughs> point yeah? No.
0: Alright. Salah Salah's a top class footballer. He's a fantastic footballer. Salah's stats are remarkable. Um, you know, um, when he, first when he come to us, I'll be honest, I'll reserved because this guy, for me, didn't do well over here. But he's proven, obviously, he's a remarkable player. Here's my gripe with Tyler, OK? Now, he wasn't performing for me. So, if you're not performing, I'm a man of principle, innit? You get dropped. I don't care who you are, you get dropped. The team's not scoring. We haven't scored in four games of yeah, The team's not scoring. It's nothing wrong with dropping somebody who is your superstar to then someone else get a chance for him to realise, oh you know what, let me up my game. Yeah? It's not, oh, let that guy take over his role. That's all it is. And for me, I was getting frustrated. We're losing games, we're drawing games, and our superstar player is not doing not just him, there's others, but we're talking about Salah right now. Okay? Here's my other gripe of him. He wants to go. If 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 or someone comes in for him, he will say bye bye. Even if he's he he, during a game, if he gets to call at halftime, he won't come out of the second half. Let's be real. He wants to go there. So I'm thinking, well, boy, if you want to go, there's no point in you being at my club. Let's get the right free. But as Peter said, for the right fee, I don't want to sell him and say, oh, yeah, I'll take 100 mil, bye-bye. No. I'm saying if the right bid comes in for him, he's 28, 29. If the right money comes in for him, we should sell. That's it. But in terms of the back to what Chris said about his respect and his his goals, and you know, I know he's, he's with the protection, body bodyguard. Far he's listening. Listen, hey, he's a top class player. He's a top class player. But end of the day, I'm all about Liverpool. When Salah goes, I'm still gonna be riding for Liverpool. When Van Dyke goes, I'm gonna still ride for Liverpool. And that's all it is. But hats off to him, top player, top player. But you know, um, I just have to say. I'm happy that he's at my club. I will say that I'm happy he's at my club, and you know what I mean. That's all I was saying, Salah.
1: <laughs> I get, you know what, Graham? I get, I do get what you mean because it's a case of we've had fantastic players at a club before, mm-hmm. and they've left in insinuating circumstances. Uh, Fernando Torres absolutely it, it broke my heart when he left; killed me. Suarez not so much because you know you're getting rid of the controversy and the madness. Um, but but yeah, when you know, when Torres left. Kill me man I, like, yeah. I, I've never I've never really been attached to a player since I, that, that's a lie isn't it I, for, for me no I love Bobby so um, but
0: <laughs> and my brother's listening yeah. as well and he's watching I burnt my Torres shirt bro I burn it bro he, he hurt uh, me. not the fact that he left the fact that he went Chelsea so I'm still going to see this guy in the fucking Premier League in front of me that pissed me off even more do you see what I'm saying to you so yeah I I I'll
1: Mantis, man Madness. You, you put you put your time in these players, and they just they, they just leave you high and dry. Um, come back to that second half performance. I want to talk about the second and third goals because, oh, um, uh, they were, <laughs> they <laughs> were, man, they they Fair were. Not. When we talk when we talk about football, editage, football, editage. Oh. The second goal is vintage. <sighs> vintage Liverpool. <laughs> I don't know what accent that was, but it's vintage. Uh, it's vintage <laughs> Liverpool. I don't know what it is about that new West Ham Stadium and counter-attacking goals for Liverpool, Love, Jesus Christ. Is, how many touches
4: was that? What, four touches? Cleared out to the training.
1: 15 seconds. Jeez. Jeez. Four touches. Do you, want a, do, you, do you want a nice little stat? So it took most of that, it, it was an 85 metres from where Salah was when the move started to where he ended up. 85 metres from the penalty area to the goal. He got there in less than 11 seconds, 10.89 seconds.
3: Bullet.
2: Yeah, that's, that's, that's because that's because Shakiri could measure the trajectory, the weight of part. Now, now right, we're going to get, get on that because, yeah.
1: <laughs> because, first of all, the ball from Trent Incredible. is just overworldly. Um, i want to see that i want to see that fella who was um doing switch presses that he thinks are, are so easy i want to see him replicate that I need that content in my life We'll do a cop end sponsored challenge for that switch of play um, but then the ball reaches yo jakiri's feet and Anik, i'm going to come back to you on this what we were talking about earlier I know for a fact that Kiri, when he steps on that pitch when he steps on any form of hollow hollow turf. He has it in his mind that he's the best player on the pitch. He's the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. For him to pull off that pass... Where's the Bret Hart? <laughs> the, he, he spent some time in the dungeon, brother. That's what I'm saying, you know. He spent some time in the dungeon. To get calves like that, he had to spend some time in the in the half-family half dungeon. For him to pull off that pass with pinpoint accuracy is just ridiculous. I'm going to let you have... I'm gonna let have your moment here, Anik. I'm gonna let you have your moment to wax lyrical and talk about that pass and talk about the move. You have the floor.
2: <laughs> so I think, so I think you mentioned Shaq. You know, he's he's spending a lot of time, you know, in the dungeon or whatever, and in the basement. He's also spent a lot of time in Turkey as well, yeah, because he's fixed up his hair. <laughs> he, I don't know how he sorted that out, but he's fixed up his hair. Well, I think obviously when when the ball comes over from Trent, like. We've seen Shakiri, like he hasn't got the engine or the physicality to last ninety minutes. Like I ge- I genuinely think the ball was just a bit too far away from him, and he thought, you know what? I can't carry this ball. I can't I can't take it. I'm just gonna pull off a worldie here, and he just he just pinged it straight over the defender, and and it landed on 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 sala's feet. I mean, it was it was a quality quality ball. But I think all jokes aside, you, you need to have that bit of football in IQ, especially on the break, to make the right pass at the right time. Now, fair enough, he could have been tired or whatever, but the weight of pass was, was literally next to none. And when it when it went in, I was like, Oh my god, that's a shack exist. I was so excited. <laughs> but um look, he's 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 a good weapon, I think, to have off the bench. I don't think he's got the engine to start games for us. I mean, he's a good weapon Agreed. to come off the bench, try and open up defenses the way he done against Midgetland or the way he done against West Ham as well. But um, I think, you know what? Just just keep him around. I don't I don't want to sell him. You know I, I reckon he's going to be boys with Quebec. I reckon they're going to get along well. I can, So I think I think I we good for, for Shaq to hang around
1: for a bit. He's going to talk to Quebec and say, like, oh, "Where are you from? Turkey." I've been yeah. there. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's
2: exactly <laughs>
1: what. That's some work done, um, uh, Peter. I'm going to come to you. Um, the pass from Shaqiri, sublime. Um, and uh, we've seen a we've seen a quick comment coming on the YouTube live. it screamed when Shaq made that pass. Uh, Annie, can you confirm or deny that?
2: <laughs> yeah, I screamed. I screamed. I, was <laughs> to like I did. I'm fucking lying. Yeah. <laughs> but if Salah missed that, yeah, I wouldn't have been. I would have been screaming as well. And even the the oh, well. Bro,
1: oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Peter, I'm going to come back to you. Um, the touch from Salah is as sublime as the finish. Um, f- bloody hell! Uh, just told me
3: through wh- what honestly, you're I was like. literally, I was about to say that. You know, I was just going to say, look, yeah, I'll take. Off, I'm going to have to take off my hat. That touch <laughs> was crazy. Oh, my Are you sick? He's weaker foot. No, I don't think you know how hard that is. You see when Salah, when he's not thinking about stuff and he does it instinctively, he's a crazy footballer because to bring that down with his weaker foot and he doesn't even he controls it in a way that like it sort of bowls in front of him so he can able to finish. He's not controlling it like dead if that makes sense. Because if he controlled it dead, it might have given the defender a bit of time to come back. He's controlled it so he's with his weaker foot to go in front of him and then he's just tapped into the net. Like when, When Salah's not thinking about stuff, he's doing it instinctively and he's in that yeah, he's, he's unstoppable, man. And also, just a quick shout-out to Trent, because we didn't... Um, I felt like he's played much, much better, and especially in the Tottenham game, he was he was sick. I, me and Ellis were kind of talking about how, like, he wasn't attacking enough, because obviously he's probably conscious of our defenders not really um, being able to cope. And, yeah, Trent... I have to, yeah, give him his praise as well. But, yeah, I'm sure Chris, you can come on that.
1: Yeah, 100%. He's, he's so much massively improved um, in, in the past few games. That's, yeah, the, the, the dink from Salah, uh, the touch and the dink on the finish was just absolutely sublime. Me and my dad at the same time, was we're watching the game, going, just went, that is absolute filth. What we've just seen there is filth, pre watershed well, filth.
4: Yeah, it reminds me of um that Suarez goal at Newcastle or versus Newcastle, where he's touched it with his shoulder and he's gone around the keeper. Obviously, that Suarez goal was a bit special, but it, it reminds me it had the yep. same kind of feeling where it's just so just like okay. bang bang. That touch was crazy. The finish was it's just absolutely mental, man. I, it was on Discord, and we just absolutely lost our mind. You have to well, I've ch- say his name nicely, man. Talk to him nicely, bro. You know what I mean?
0: No, it was, it was, it was explicit. Do you know what it was wrong? It's the fact that he's running, and he's, he's running at pace, and he doesn't break his stride. Like, no. it like, it like, the ball bobbles, it comes under his boot, and he just hits it straight away the first time. Like, you can't anticipate that. The keeper was never saving that. Like the keeper was expecting have a touch. <laughs> like, it's share class. No, that's what call called. I was gobsmacked. I was gobsmacked.
1: I, I, I can't lie. Counter attacking goals, man. I'm telling Cristiano Ronaldo and Wayne Rooney to come outside. I'm telling them to come outside with counter attacking goals like that. I'm saying that <laughs> in my chest. But yeah, when you see Mohamed Salah on the streets, you respect him. You take your hat off and you say, you know, you, you say you say it with respect. You salute that man. You give him all the props you can. Um, I've, we've also got the pleasure of talking about the third goal and if when, when we talk about this goal the, the build-up, everything about it is just, again, vintage Liverpool um, that we've seen so many times in the Cop Reign. So, leading up to this goal, there's 35 passes leading to this Georgina 1-1 goal for the third one. During 84, 84 seconds of possession and everyone in the team during the 84 seconds had a touch apart from Alisson. Team cohesion. is back. And I have no idea what Wijnaldum was doing that far out of the pitch, but I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> the, the, the guy has somehow gone 15 to 10, 15 yards back, but yet it was five yards out from goal. Bro, I, bro, bro, I, I bro, don't wait, know what's going bro. on. <laughs> that's number six. So I'm just there. Exactly. <laughs> that's how you know.
0: That's how you know. I was just having
4: a laugh, bro. Feel that, fucking Hey. It we was just like, hey, <laughs> bow, 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 bow. bow. Like,
0: hey. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Quick that up, hey. So yeah, man, it was, it was a great goal, man. Even the football, the passing, the movement—you can see that we got our, our mojo back, we got our confidence back. Um, we didn't lose it. No one was under pressure. We wasn't, we wasn't nervous enough. We went back when we had to. Went forward, and at, at that time, I think we just gassed out West Ham, and West yep. Ham, you we didn't have any answers anymore. And that's what we—that's think- what we've done, like. Sorry, Annie. That's what we were doing yeah. that last season, where we just gas out teams. Just they won't have the ball. They don't know what to do. They out of ideas. They don't know how to stop us. Uh, and that's what that that last goal just showed, man. It was absolutely fantastic football from the Reds.
2: Yeah, I think just 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 on the back of that, I think it's again, it's the type of goal that we want to see. You know, we're we're you know we're leading the game. We have still got that issue at centre back that they can always catch us. On um, sort of catch us out on if they score a goal the game completely changes. But for me it's the type of goal that I want Liverpool to score. The way we just can't, we just relentless and then you know we're, we're exerting that dominance on the team. Bang 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 comes to Firmino, squares it across and one and Adam scored. I, I, I love that goal. It kind of reminded me of the Chelsea goal, not not yeah. a carbon copy but very similar to that Chelsea goal we scored away and yeah it was it was brilliant and it's the sort of goal that I, I like to see team goal.
1: Big shout out to Bobby as well, man. Um, coming on, and you can see the, the impact he's having in the game. The confidence he's he's getting his back. Um, simple layoff to to, to Ginny does all the rough work as well. Um, and yeah, man, I'm just just very happy to see all the cohesion back in the team. I want to go back to talking about Thiago in this game. So I thought he played. I thought he played. I thought he played quite well. <laughs> I don't know. Glad my. Um, he
0: did, he did, he did, he did,
1: he did, I ain't got no qualms He did, he did, he did, he did, did. I'm a big fan of him. No, I'm, a fan of him I'm a big fan of him basically just lunging against tackles and just getting away with it every single attempt. I'm not. High I'm on sure. the
3: pitch as well. No. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> nice to see. <laughs> I've mean, had me, Rouseby, fam. It rattles I mean, me. He's the so though, because he's, he's got that, like, because he's Tiago and he's the World class midfielder. referees are kind of, like, allowing him, but that's nowhere off soon, so... Hey, yeah, but, um, be careful. But, but you him.
0: He's getting booked. He's getting but
3: booked. He, there's a couple of times he, 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 where he's he, really tight on the line to get a red like, I mm.
2: But I think, obviously, you know, I've I've said what I've had to say about Tiago before. But I think when he does those tackles, I think he's very clever with it. I think I think he knows that he's not going to get sent off. So he will lunge in. He will get the yellow card. But the tackles he's made, he makes after that. They're not mm. really worthy of another yellow card. Yeah. I think he's quite clever, actually, when he does that. He's probably breaking up the game, like that Fernandinho-esque, just breaking up the game, killing it, keep it ticking along, just showing that, you know, he's there. I don't mind it. I don't mind it if he makes a lot of fouls. If he gets sent off, then, yeah, trust me, I'll be in here <laughs> saying, yeah, <It's> <laughs> saying what I've got to say. But, you know, otherwise, right now, <laughs> but right now, he's doing okay. And, <laughs> And and as long as he's not getting sent off, as you know, as you know, I I, re- I really think he's clever when he does it. To be honest, with you. I, I think he's just trying to break up the game. I don't think he's like agreed recklessly diving into challenges and stuff like that just for the sake of it.
4: Julian, the, the point you made about Fernandinho, I'm gonna tell you that because we don't have that in our team. Well, we have Fabinho to do actually. So yeah, but I like like sign Fernandinho Fernandino. makes like 15 tackles and 15 fouls but he will never ever he'll never it's ever like, get a foul or well, never get a foul I should say and it's never yeah. way. but for the Thiago one I think he tackled it It was against Tottenham he tackled Hoiberg right in front of the was a proper silly tackle I just didn't understand it I'm like, bro why are you diving there that's what it kind of irks me like it just dives in but hopefully after a while he will like, relax and he'll understand that he doesn't need to do it
3: a little shirt tug hair and a little yeah. You know, like, clip hair. yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree with Ellis. I think this was one of them things that Klopp will need to obviously have to teach him because the way we kind of press, we, we press and we try and win the ball. But a lot of people, like a lot of like we swarm people instead of like trying to like um be really aggressive like in terms of like diving into tackles. Like, our way is to kind of swarm people. So we. So I think Van Dyk is like the best at it. Like he he won't dive into tackles. He'll kind of like just stop them and then yeah. he stops them enough Robertson by the time he stops them Robertson's back Fabinho's back you know what I'm saying so we kind of like the way we play is we kind of just um, not stop them but I don't know what's the word just jockey them until we've got enough people to kind of surround them and I hold think Thiago yeah we hold them up yeah we hold them up just so until we have enough people around to swarm them and hopefully you will learn that within time
1: yeah no it's just holding I, I, circle whilst playing PlayStation
3: yeah, yeah no
0: I, I just think with Thiago I don't want to see him in a six I'll be honest I, I Agreed. Just, the, the problem with me I, like, I think he's too slow um, at the back I'll be honest with you and yes and wh- against West Ham he was a better game for him I'm not surprised obviously you're further forward but um, I just think the tackles I know I only don't mind it I mind it man dumb they're dumb tackles bro at the end of the day we're, we're not exactly got a tower centre back in there just mop pop set pieces um, so I'd rather where he wasn't um, against West Ham I'd rather see him there and we have obviously Genie in the sixth and anyway, whoever there but I'd rather see him further forward where he can show his talents and showcase. But let's be honest, he's, he's talented with the ball, and that is Ganyavo forward. It's not going backwards to defend. So I think we should use the resources that we've got for him and keep him where he's effective in the game, just a bit further off the halfway line.
1: Phenomenal comment we just have come through from Toby here. Um, what do you guys think about pundits and people saying on the radio that he, um, Thiago, slows down play for us? Um, I find it really staggering, in all honesty, that they kind of say that. I think it was Gary Neville when he we said at the weekend that you know Liverpool, Liverpool pass too much, yeah. you know, and essentially saying that you know they need to keep relying on the fullbacks which is something that we have consistently discussed and said that we need to kind of get wean ourselves off this reluctance to kind of just recycle the possession through the fullbacks spamming crosses, and it was completely evident how Thiago played against West Ham. i going to read out some, some key stats. Uh, the most touches with 119, the most passes with 102, most final third entries with 15, most duels won with eight, and most tackles made with five. A huge influence. And i got some more stats here as well. Uh, that's the wrong link, you fool. Um, 89% oh. pass accuracy, uh, two chances created. Uh, he won 13 out of his 16 duels, which is just fucking ridiculous. And he got two interceptions. So uh, it's it's staggering to me how you can say a player of this ilk and of this caliber world class player is um is a hindrance to how we play football. Yeah, that's uh, what think, you guys think.
4: Yeah, it's just a silly comment. You know with um the pundits in this country they just look for a narrative and they need to they need to make a story out of something. And that's a that's a nothing comment. Um I don't know how a player like him slows us down. He, he's the one he orchestrates our moves. He's the one that wants to um, get the ball moving quickly. There's one thing I do like about him, what I've noticed about him, is that he's always demanding the ball. Wherever he is, Like he can be on the edge of the area, defensive area, he's like asking for the ball. And he, he's, like, he got to the point where he's like, asking, and begging, and, give me the ball. And he's trying to make things happen. So, yeah, I, I think people are looking at, because even last season, Liverpool never really played like 17, 18. Everything was more considered. Everything was more slowed down. Mm-hmm. We were looking the ball a bit more so I think Thiago just adding to what we already done last season um, when people think of Liverpool they think of the, the counter-attacking the um, Dengar Press football like the headless chicken football everything, everyone everything rock and roll football that's the word I'm looking for they're thinking about the rock and roll football of like 17, 18 and we've gone past that we've gone past that I do remember clock making a comment thinking, saying that we had to be a bit more mature in, in our approach, and when we're one and what hold the ball, pass it around, just pass the opponents to death, and that's what we're looking to looking to do. And to add Thiago to that, I mean, what else do you want? So that's is
0: a nothing comment from the opponents to be fair. I think no, I think um, I agree and I disagree. I think what what it is if 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 it was going by a West Ham game, I would I would agree because he not he didn't slow us down that game. I think the problem is with the previous two games he was deeper. Now, where he was deeper, when he gets the ball, it's not really his fault. The guys in front of it, Thiago's looking for that that A pass. If the guys ahead of him are not in that position where he wants to thread that A pass, he has to go sideways. So it did look like he was slowing down the game, but I think more so he was to find that intelligent pass. And I think that's why that, that comment has come about, saying that he slows us down. Because from West Ham game, when he's further forward, I don't think they would ever have said that. Because I was saying something similar. Why is this guy so slow? Like the tempo. But then I've watched a couple of the games over. I'm looking further ahead. I see Genie like, kind of right next to him. I saw Hendel kind of like to the side. And said, only one pass he could play was over the top to the front three. But he wasn't going to do that. So I think it was the fact of his positioning. Because he's a clever player. He can spot a pass from anywhere. So I just think the right person knowing our team going forward would help that. But after West Ham, I'm not on that side where he slows us down. No way.
1: Before we kind of talk about uh, further injury woes at centre-back and the reinforcements that we've brought in, I want to give a massive shout-out to both uh, Jordan Denson and Nath Phillips for how they played in the in the Spurs and the West Ham game. I thought they were ph- phenomenal. Um, I can't really blame them either for West Ham's goal. Um, they were always going to be an aerial threat, and I think the substitution of bringing on Ox probably didn't help that. But uh, no, they they both did massively capable. I think Hendo at centre-back has been... Uh, it's been unreal. The communication has been there. The positioning has been, it's been, it's been, it's been phenomenal. And I, I think the James Bill, the cover is correct. He, he needs to watch how he's playing there because he might end up being a permanent bloody centre back, the way he's going about it. And, and yeah, for, for Nat Phillips, um, kind of coming in, not out of the cold, but, but you know, coming in and, um, filling in that role, uh, at half time against Spurs. He was fantastic and he was very, he was very good, um, very, very good in, in the, in the West Ham game as well. So massive shout outs to them. I'm looking forward to see how we handle this going forward. But, of course, with all the good, we have to talk about the bad and Joel Mattis' latest injury. He's a fatal one in terms of his uh, his season now. His, his season is over. Uh, Ankle injury has ruled him out for the rest of the season. Um, Of course, we knew he was limited to only playing the one game week. Uh, before we kind of touch on to uh, <laughs> how mad our deadline day is, I want to all ask you kind of... Uh, I'll go one by one and quickly ask you this question: um, Is Joel Massif's Liverpool career now in severe jeopardy in this upcoming summer? Uh, Anik, I'll start with you.
2: Yep, yeah, it's it's, it's in jeopardy. Um, I've been saying it for a few weeks now, man. I just we, we 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 need someone to step up. We need someone to be fit. You know, he's he's our only recognised centre back that we had left. Um, you know, unfortunately, he's just he's just injury prone. So, thank you for the assist. Thank you for your in the Champions League final. Thank you for you know your service, sir. But yeah, I think I think that's it for him. I'm I'm to be honest with you, I am I am quite annoyed as well. Um, I I really thought we could have relied on him to to stay fit and and see us through this period. Um, from now to the end of the season. Um, but yeah, look, it is what it is.
1: Do we all ha- all share the same sentiment as Alec? Els, Peter, Glam?
2: No.
4: <laughs> Yesterday I thought it would be over, but um, Klopp made a comment where he said that they're gonna look at him in the summer. Then no, they're gonna have to operate, whatever. He
1: they didn't he didn't up. say we would wait for him like we wait for a good, wi- <laughs> nah, <laughs> like nah, a good no, wife. No, no. Not <laughs> nah, didn't say
3: that.
4: But he said that um, hopefully by the summer he's gonna be ready for us. Um, I think Liverpool probably just let him. Run down his contract and let him leave on the free, because I don't think they're gonna get much money for him in the summer. Um, and to be fair to him, he's the third choice. He was, I think, he came into the season as a first choice centre back. It's just unfortunate that the two main centre backs got season <laughs> season-ending injuries. So, um, I don't think his career is done with Liverpool. I think he will be there in the summer, and he'll probably run down his contract. And yeah, that's him done
1: next summer. Before yeah. I let Peter, before I let Peter jump in on the conversation, else if I was to offer you thirty-five million pounds, thirty-five yeah, million that. great British pounds for Joel Matip would that. you take it? Yeah, I'll take that. I'll
4: take that. I'll take it.
1: Peter, I know, Peter, I know you kind of you you shook the face there when Ellie said he'd uh, he'd keep Joel Matty at the club.
3: No, man, he's, he's got to go, man, he's, he's got to go, man, <laughs> he's, he's, got, he's got to go, like, the thing with Matic, yeah, he's just, he's got all the ability, like, I love his his, his um physical profile, like, in terms of how strong, he's strong, he's big, he's, he's not even that kind of, he's not that slow, he's going the ball, he helps us, he helps us up and build up, like, his ability is unquestioned, like, he's what we need in the centre-back, but in terms of... You can't rely on someone like that. He always gets injured. Always, always, always gets injured. And like like we always say, availability is the best ability. So, like, it's the best trait to have. So, you just, just got to go, man. He's got to go. And I think now we've got a couple of centre-backs as well who will be fifth, fourth, fifth choice. He's got to go, man. Cut the tyres. Who'd
0: who, who be fifth choice? That's it.
3: No, I mean, the centre-backs are like, um, what's his yeah. name, Ben Davis, Quebec. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: I
0: I, I think, I think, I think Matip's injury we've seen since he's come, it's been a problem. I think personally, with everyone fit, we <laughs> can still have him at the club as quality. Because, you know, when he, if he's filling in one... It's his game management. He can't play week in, week out. It's, it's clear and obvious. He can't. Yeah. But if we can keep him in a squad, and then obviously then when someone else fit, he comes in for one or two games, three games, it'd be fine. Do you know what I mean? I just, I just don't know if... if when his contract's at what, in a year and a half or so, his contract? Yeah, it's,
1: I think it's longer and than that. No, no, one ain't fa-
0: no one ain't paying 35 mil for him. We've got him on a free transfer. All we do is pay the wages, what, 90 to 100k? Let's keep him on the books until his contract goes. Like, unless he wants to leave, I don't see the problem.
1: I think his contract's 2023. He only recently signed but the pension. He,
0: well, unless someone comes in for a bid for him,
1: I don't I see think they will. I them. mean, PSG,
3: PSG held interest. If you get 20-25 yeah. minutes for him, yeah yeah out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If someone comes um, for a bid, cool.
1: Oh. I see we've had some cowards enter the chat. Some... Yeah. Um, um, Big, big cowards that only talk on <laughs> yeah. the winning. The 21, the 21 in 21 was very <laughs> 21. quiet at the weekend, innit? 21, 21. Muga Mafia, innit? Muga Mafia. That's
0: Luger, it. Muga Mafia, man. We were very... Let's get to our schedule, lads. You know what I mean? It's not Muga time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is...
1: This is carpet. this is this is a chat. This is a champions only live stream. Champions only. champions only. Champions only live stream. Why are there losers in my live stream? <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know. No, no, no. I really we appreciate,
0: know. We, we, we appreciate the viewers, guys. Just keep your button on, You're yeah. Right. No worries.
1: Don't worry about it, sweetheart. <laughs> um, let's dive into our deadline day because it was fucking interesting, to say the least. Um, Man, crazy. <laughs> we were seemingly linked to every single young centre-back known to man um, with two days left of the window. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, I'm just going to name a few names that we had out and just the intentions kind of going into next summer. Uh, and then we'll talk about the guys that we brought in here. So <laughs> just a selection of some of the lads we we're linked with. Uh, Dujan Calcutta carr from Marseille. Uh, Marie Demiral from uh, Juventus. um Tapsoba from Bayer Leverkusen, Sven Botman, and David Carmo from, uh, Braga. David Carmo, by the way, he's a fucking unit. Um, I think he's like six foot five. <laughs> he's just, he's, big, he's a big man. Yeah, big, big fella. But the profile of all these players are that they're, they're players who are very good at aerially, and they're also good with the ball of their feet as well, and their developmental projects. So, in terms of being, I think Calcutta Car is more, pro-ready at the moment, he's a little bit older, he's 25 but with the others I think they're more in that younger mould in the defender we're looking for to be that third, third, fourth choice so it's really interesting and um, it's going to be interesting to see what we do in, in the summer, so Els, I'll come to you on this what do you think will happen in terms of the summer now for another defender, before we kind of start talking about Ben Davis and um, Ozan Kabak
4: um, I still think we'll look for to get a main one in, Konate um, it's probably the guy I believe that will probably go for but McCarno, his name's been banded about a bit. Um, Rumour girl from Bayern Munich came out and said that Liverpool and I think Chelsea are in the mix yep. for him. Um, I think that's more of a small screen. I think he will go to Bayern Munich, but I think that Liverpool are probably going to go to Cano. Um, and it's interesting that they were talking about the guy from Braga and how he's like six five, and it's probably it's the same. In the same range as Konate, so I think either that's a bargaining tool, or they're looking for options as well as Konate, because Konate has also got a, I wouldn't say Portugal record, but he's had a couple of injuries that that set it back a little bit. So I believe that they're looking to get they will look to get a a new centre back in the summer. Who, who it is I'm not too sure.
1: So let's talk about the centre back that we did sign. The surprising one, in all honesty, was there uh, Preston's Ben Davis. Um, so, reading the summary that we had, he quick, mobile, composed, left-footed defender, which is something that we do need. Reads danger early, defends calming, is excellent with the ball at his feet, covers wide space as well. Um, and again, he said, like, he re- reads danger early. Who wants to lead the discussion on this? Because I'm going to be quite honest, I haven't seen that much of him. Uh, so, who wants to lead the discussion on this one? Anyone?
2: Who are you gonna pick? Who are you gonna pick on, Chris? You gonna pick <laughs> on me, aren't you? <laughs> so I, I think. <laughs> so, so I think in in going for both the centre backs, I think I think Liverpool needed someone that could. I I, I think the athletics summed it up perfectly. They need someone that's low risk, but if it comes off right, then it could come off with an amazingly high reward in terms of what we can achieve by the end of the season. If they come in, slot in and do a job by themselves or alongside some of the established players, you know, it could lead to big things for us this season. So I think in terms of the right profile of player, it was good. And then also touching on that, they're also happy to maybe play second, third fiddle to to the established centre-backs. And they also have a lot of appearances as well. Uh, to be honest with you, I haven't seen a lot of Ben Davis. You know, you, you, you read all of the cliche stuff about these defenders, oh he's good at blocking the spaces, he's left footed, you know, he can good one v one, you know, all, all all the cliche stuff you hear about centre backs. I suppose it's just someone um I I on the whole trust whatever Liverpool do in the transfer market and, and, and I trust that we have got the right profile of player. Um I, th- I think we just, you know, we, we just got to see him in action to to really determine for ourselves whether he's going to be a quality addition for us. Mm. I
1: completely agree. I think everything I've read from what Preston fans have said about him, uh, is that he's he's a, he's a very good player and he's probably one of the better centre backs who has been performing in the Championship for the past two seasons. Um, I think it would be a little bit more palatable to us as a fan base if he was kind of twenty three, kind of twenty two, twenty three. Um, obviously he's twenty five, so if he kind of when you look at it from that point, it's like he's not really in that younger profile. Uh, but again, we remove that stigma of players um, who have come from the Championship because we look at some of the players who have come from the Championship who have done really well. I mean, you look at the, the James Maddisons of the world, the Jack Relish's, um, some of the, the Watford lads as well, your Ben Godfrey's, not uh, Norwich lads, your Ben Godfrey's of the world. They've, they've come in and they've performed really well. And this is something that we've not done for a while in terms of, of, of our recruitment. We've always... Not took the risk on signing a championship player and then letting him develop at the club. We always take the, the, the onus of um, let's just say this is a move that someone like uh, a Burnley would make, and they would take a two million pound player and make him into obviously a, a James Tarkovsky. I I quite like James Tarkovsky. Um, this is a move that you see one of those clubs making, and, and I think it could be a shrewd deal uh, John in, in the long term. Yeah, John mm. Stones again came from Barnsley. Um. Even you look at Joe Gomez, Charlton. Yeah. Again, younger player, but you've taken mm-hmm. a guy who's in the lower levels and, and you've molded him. I guess you can also say the same for, for Andy Robertson as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, that,
0: I, yeah. i just going to say that. I think, I don't know how any other guys feel. I don't think these are risks at all. I think, like, you know, you look at the performance of Nate Phillips that's coming. He's, what, 23 24, but he's had experience at Stuttgart. He was phenomenal against Antonio. And I just think Ben Davis, low fee. I mean, if you do yeah, well, you do well. If you don't, what's, what's going what's gonna to happen? What we sell you won for, for more than that? Come back as well. Obviously, uh, um, the one or two games I've seen him haven't been the best. But you know, he's young, he's twenty. That's a loan view permanent. So I think it's just great business that we've done. We, but the, the main, main thing is we've got two centre backs in. We've got two now centre backs that like one that's played untold amount of games in the championship. Ben Davis, an experience at twenty five. And we've got Kabat who's been playing in the Bundesliga and has been watched for Liverpool before even this. They just put the process forward. So I'm just happy we've got cover in and it's just kick-on for the season, man. No risk. Yeah, exactly. exactly so
1: yeah, who, would like, who, who would like me to talk, uh, talk about Oz and Quebec? Who's ready for real Oz and Quebec hours? Who's ready? No, we've
0: got have time, bruv, right now. Yeah. <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll, we'll go. we we'll I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be quick. Um, <laughs>
0: Peter's
1: guy to sleep, bro. Peter, wake, <laughs> up. wake up! Wake up! Wake up! We got to pat ourselves on the back here to uh, um, a, a of Frackers of because this is this is something that we've been we've been hot on the pulse of for a while. Uh, myself and Fahi have been kind of on, on the pulse with, with with the Quebec stuff. Uh, he, he's a player that I I really rate. Um, it's it's also it's fantastic business that with have uh, a player who his club won is thirty five million in the previous transfer window has now done it where we could sign in for 15 to 18 million in the upcoming window. So it's, it's fantastic business. I'm a big fan of also how he's, how his header was basically him photoshopped on Bobby Firmino's body. So that's also, <laughs> that was also quite funny. Um, but I'll just read you some notes that I kind of, that I had about him uh, from when we, when I was kind of scouting him in, scouting him like last year when we were doing some of the, uh, some of the shows. Um, his nickname is the Turkish Wall, first and foremost. He's he not not turn 21 until this year, so you've got a, you've got a young centre-back. Um, He's a highly capable player, massively. He's really rated as well. He was on Bayern Munich's radar for a while. Uh, he's strong, athletic. He's, he's got really good pace. Positioning and reading of the game and his last tackles are part of the obvious strengths, which has helped him become a remarkable defender. And I think he's really suited to playing in this high line and style that we have. Um... If I could compare him to anyone, he looks more of a Sojunshu type player. So, like, like, like Sojunshu, he shows great confidence and skill when he can build a play from the back and possesses great instincts when it takes the, coming up with the right positions. So, I, I kind of look at it from this point, you've got a low risk, high reward opportunity here where you've got a kid on loan for the better part of six months. And I quite like it that he's kind of taking it on himself to say that I'm not going back to Shaka. I ain't going back. I've set fire to the bridge. I ain't going back. Andy Dufresne, when he came out of Shawshank, you know, covered in shit. I ain't going back. I've come out of hell. And I'm not going back. Um, so it's a good opportunity for him to prove himself in his next six months because God knows he's going to get the games. And it's also a good, it's also a good opportunity for him to prove me right in everything that i said because I need to kind of rub it in Mike's face, um, with me being correct on this one. <laughs> so how do you, uh, so how do you guys feel about the Kabak signing?
2: So I, so based on that, Krish, I, I, I definitely agree with you. And, and I said at the top, the, these two signs are low risk that could end up reaping huge, huge rewards for us. I suppose a few questions that the fans and even opposition fans definitely are going to have is, you know, the bottom of the Bundesliga, they were going down. Why sign this player? Do you think it's just a case of the player's not around him, you know, helping him out? Do you reckon it's just the team, the consistency they're having the other players not taking the burden in the, in the Schalke team. Like, what 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 would you say to that?
1: So I had a conversation with Chris Williams about this um, last week, and I think it's more to do with the fact that Schalke as as a club, and it's a little bit cliche, as, as a as a club and as a unit, are just in complete disarray, um, and it's really reflected in the results. Up until when football paused um, last season, he was one of the best performing centre backs in the league. Um, and I think it's a lot as well, because he's got really good leadership qualities too. Um, and, got, and again, he's only 20. He's got great leadership qualities, and he's got a lot of experience behind him, backing him too. And you've got to remember, for a guy who's 20 to kind of put a lot of that pressure on himself, uh, especially when a team is getting... I mean, when they got absolutely spanked by Bayern Munich, what do you do in that situation? Like, I think it's the first game of the season, okay, absolutely hammered. It's a, it's, it's a tough one. But... He's got the right mentality. He backs himself. And I think he's going to come in. I think he's he's going to do a fantastic job. And he's going to earn every penny of that transfer. And and good luck to him. I'm really looking forward to seeing him play.
0: Yeah, now, that relegation stuff don't faze me, man. We've done it with Robertson. We've done it with Jimmy. So, it's it's a good omen for us. So, do you know what I mean? As I said before, the fact that Liverpool have been watching this guy, it's not if we've gone and got him and looked around. They've been watching him. So whether he was trying to negotiate for the summer to get a better deal, or whichever, either way we've got him in on a good deal. So now nah, I'm just happy we've got bodies in there, man.
3: Yeah, the thing I would add as well, I, I, I would say to Liverpool fans is, is, I mean, there's two things with these signings. is one is that we got to just trust our recruitment team because the majority of our signings that we've made, like we don't really sign duds. Like they might be one or two, and even they're not duds. It's just one of them ones where it's just like it hasn't really worked out because they don't enough game time, like Minamino. Hasn't worked out sort of thing. But our recruitment, they really, really watch people and they scout them and they scout their character as well. And you just got to trust our recruitment team. Like there's, there's look at, just, you have to look at our track record, man. Look at our track record. Look at the people who signed in the past. Like, they always prove to be good signers. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to trust Michael Edwards and Klopp and see like what they've seen. And, and the second thing I would say is that when players come to a club, it's, it's a thing where, like, I'm not too worried about them because they have a coach like Klopp. Who can really coach them and can really guide them and can really like, like I'm really not worried because a coach like Klopp, like every player would love to be on the room because he can, yeah, he he knows it all, man. He's he's one he's won everything. Like he can really improve your game. He can improve your, like he can improve all aspects of the game. And I'm sure these players like they got to just, especially Ben Davis. He should grab this opportunity. Like he would never ever think he'll be here. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying, he he needs to. You should grab the opportunity with both hands and really make a name for himself because. Now, he's going to be playing week, week in week out with, with world-class players and, yeah, and hopefully one of them can, even if one of them steps up and becomes, like, our first-choice centre-back with Fabinho, I'm happy.
1: I think it'll be a case of, um, I think we'll see Kabak paired up with Henderson in the centre-back pairing, and we'll see okay. uh, Ben Davis paired up with Fabinho, with Nat Phillips, so they in there as well. Uh, there was a tweet from Ronan Murphy yesterday in terms of, um, I'm, I'm going to read it out, in terms of the whole relegation thing. Uh, the problem with judging Oz and Kabak from his stats is that he plays for the worst team in Germany. Anyone would suffer because of that. Fair. Um, yeah. Weston McKennie last season wasn't incredible by any stretch for them, but he's already a huge, important player at Juventus. So yeah. it, it's it's to president that you take you take a good player from a bad situation where he's underperforming, you put him in a good situation where he can perform. Sky's the limit. And I'm really looking forward to seeing him. He's a player who um, I've also,
3: We also have a really good system as well in terms of like we have we're really organized, um, like everyone knows how we play and the players communicate. So when a player comes in, you see with Nat Phillips. When a player comes in, you know what I'm saying? Henderson's literally walk talking him through the whole game
1: exactly I'm really looking forward to seeing him play it man um, hoping his first appearance isn't against Man City hoping it's a little bit of an easier one for that um, <laughs> you, want to, you want to ease in his mice you want to throw him straight into the fire but uh, yeah it's it's exciting times for the club um, I guess the one thing, one thing we do have to figure out is that we wait until the very last minute and to another season ending the injuries to bring a centre back in the club and I think we're all fairly frustrated by that aspect but at this point it is what it is and you know we power through now, second half of the season. We do what yeah. we do. We keep pushing, show that we are champions, and we fight to the bitter end. And That's who we are, Liverpool Football Club. That's what we do, baby. Uh, we play Brighton at Anfield tomorrow. Um, any potential changes you guys are seeing to the lineup, um, or would you try and go as full strength as possible for this? So I'm saying normal from three. Um, I'd possibly say the same midfield, possibly Sans Milner. Uh, to save him for the Man City game,
0: um, I would mm, I wouldn't play Mane. I'd rest Mane for City. I don't know how okay. fit he is. I don't know how fit he is. So I'd probably either give you Regan, would go or Shaqiri, one of those two, and bring mm. in Bobby.
3: Um, I think, um, yeah. I'll swap Kurt, um, Milner and Curtis as well. I feel like playing Milner three three games in one week is not is not necessary. Yeah. yeah. Tell you man, I, I if, would, um, if
1: if James Milner if, if if Tungi and Dembele had what James Milner has, he'd last the entire <laughs> nine minutes, mate. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All
4: right. I'll I'll bring in I'll bring in Jones, um Jones or Ox. Um
3: uh, yeah, Ox.
4: to to replace Shaq if he was to play that diamond we've done against West Ham. I like doubt if we play like that again, but if he was to mm-hmm. do that, then I could bring um Tiago in behind the front too he will control a bit more possession, but um, yeah, I think that's the only change I'll make probably to that team is probably Milner in for Jones.
1: It's yeah, an keep... interesting one with that four four two, and if we do play the diamond again, sorry to interject, Glam, if we play kind of a like diamond with O'Reilly mm-hmm. and Salah as the front two, and then we put Bobby, Bobby in the hole.
0: Yeah, 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 Bobby will come back exactly. That would be really good. Yeah, we need. Yeah. I think as well because obviously I don't know if you guys saw Brighton last game or um, they got they yeah, your... were really good. They've got a trio Ghana with Trossard, McAllister and Gross. And um, you know, I, I would want to play um I would fairly play for being on head side, know my if they may fit. But they're good on the ground and they're very quick. And yeah. I, I remember last time, if you remember last game, that Connolly guy, he yeah, gave yeah. us some problems, man. Problems, he sorry. gave us some problems. But I think it's out of hamstring. But um I would I would keep the same back line but just mess about with the midfield and probably up front. I want to see Ox get, in a, get a game and take his chance. He hasn't, in the last two games, he's had a chance. So the midfield shake cut would definitely be something that um, would help us. The City game, we need to rest a few players, man. That's the one. That's the big one.
2: Yeah, I
1: thought Ox played quite well when he came on. No, yeah, when he came on, yeah, but his
0: last two starts, you know, I don't know if he fit in Agreed. that. Just looks, just looks off it. But yeah, go on, man.
2: Yeah, I think I was going to say, like, tomorrow, I mean, it's obviously, a sound, again, cliche. I just want to get the job done as early as possible. I don't want to have to bring on subs and tick it past the 70th minute because, you know, we can't break them down. You, you, you know what Brighton are like. They play more expansive football. I would expect us to get the job done earlier and just look ahead to City. Like, that's the big one. We need to address that. We need to show that show what we're about. It's another game at Anfield, you know. We we need to get this 68 game run started again, man. We need to go for 100 games now, you know. And it starts to, starts tomorrow night at Brighton. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, all all jokes aside, like I, I just want to see us get the job done early and just focus on City. <laughs> <laughs> also,
5: would you guys
3: bring in Costas as well? Cause I'm thinking maybe. When is he ever going to get game time? Like I know,
0: <laughs> give me gas.
3: Yeah, yeah, like, it's, I've, at me, I would either start him or at least bring him on at 60, at least. because Robertson, Yeah, but when he's coming, yeah, he's, come he's, in, like he's
0: then got injured. Like,
3: yeah, we like, he has to play sometime,
0: yeah. innit, though? Yeah, I wouldn't mind bringing him in. I am I'm, I'm, I'm all for, I'm not taking Brighton, and light, Brighton lightly, but I'm all for resting key players for Sunday. Uh, that, That is what I'm about. So if you want to bring in that left back, but not too many changes.
2: But we yeah, can't, not too look, many, yeah. We can't look yeah.
0: past Brighton, do you see know what I mean? Yeah, we, can't, yeah,
2: we, we, we can't. I, I, I don't. Want to, you know, I want to go on record saying we can't look past Brighton. We, we. I want to beat him but I want to get mm. the job done as early as possible. Yeah. Especially yeah. with how,
1: especially, especially with how Pascal Gross is a set pieces too. Um, yeah, oh, who yeah, had
2: that us?
3: Yeah,
1: not going to lie, if he was four years younger, I'd probably have him at Liverpool. Good, really good player, really underrated player. Yeah, uh, and let's be the, honest, guys,
0: City, City, City ain't going to be slipping up. They don't look like they're going to be slipping up. So nope. we need to be on their tails, man.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm ho- hopefully we can, like Alex said, re- the, the clock's been reset. We need to get back to where we were in terms of home yeah. wins. We need to go the next four years again on beating at home, making it a fucking six years. Fortress Anfield, baby. You know, you know the vibes. You know what we do. Um, but yeah, man, I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow. And, of course, you know that we'll be here with all the post reaction show on our, over on our Patreon page. So, if you're looking forward to that and you want to hear more from us, then head over to www.patreon.com forward slash fracas and subscribe for as little as £3 a day. Um, that's it for this week. Uh, it's a little bit of an extended one, as we've had loads of stuff to talk about. It's been a really good week in review for all things LSD. The streak is over. The barren run is, is gone. The Reds look like they're back. And we've got Quebec as well. kabak back, baby. A fickle first, I've been comfortable circle. <laughs> so, I have been your host, Chris. I've been joined by Anik, Ellis, Peter and Dan. And for us all here at Cop and Fracker, up the fucking red, and we'll see you soon. More
2: on. Peace.
0: Podcast Network.